there, and welcome to the Parable Podcast. I'm Danielle Zapchank. This is a space where we meet someone each and every week, and we have a conversation about their parable story, and we get to celebrate what God has done and what He's going to continue to do in their life. Today, we're going to hear from musician Melanie Waldman, who shares about her fight for breakthrough in her life. And the Lord will lead you. We're all on a journey. And so it was at the hands of these ministers that that event, that one specific event I told you about was completely washed off of me by the blood of Jesus. I can't explain it. It was in a supernatural realm. They just asked me to invite Jesus into the car where I'd been taken. And I was like, well, okay. And they said, now describe what's happening. Here's more of our parable conversation with Melanie Waldman. I am so excited to introduce you today to Melanie Waldman. Recently, Melanie, I just went to an event. Somebody's like, hey, come with me to this concert. And here you were, and you were just sharing your heart. You were sharing your music and your testimony. It was so beautiful. I'm excited to have you here today to share your parable story. Can you let everybody know a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm a singer, songwriter, uh, worship leader, and... I kind of go wherever I'm invited to tell people about the miracles that God did in my life. So you are a mom and you're also married to a lovely man. Is that correct? (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Yeah. How many kids do you have? Together we have three. The night that we were at the concert, I eventually figured out who your husband was in the audience. And just to see the love and the admiration of him, like watching you sing, it was so beautiful. So, yes, our story you know, is is still unfolding in Christ. We've been married five years. So So, Melanie, the Parable Podcast is all about celebrating stories and hearing the hard things, the the messy things, and the amazing things that God is doing out of our stories where we learn these lessons in our life. So what is your parable story that you wanted to share today? Thank you for doing this. And also, I just, since you have invited me, I've loved to consider the idea of a modern day parable. I don't think I've ever ever done that. Thanks for having me kind of approach my story in that way and think of it in that kind of lens. So for me, most people spend their entire lives victim of a robbery they didn't know had taken place. We go about our daily lives believing and making decisions based on lies, following destructive patterns we didn't know exist, we don't see, and living within an individual boundary, an invisible boundary that is not real. Because of traumatic events I experienced as a child, lies about myself, about the world, and about God took hold. And I believed them, and they dictated the way that I lived my life. People might wonder, well, why does it really matter? You know, why that you're believing lies? But is it really everything? Is it that big of a deal? You know, people are busy. We're living our lives. We're raising our kids. What's the big deal? And the big deal is that something we don't really realize, and it's that what we believe absolutely dictates how we live. As a child who experienced a great deal of traumatic events, like, you know, sexual abuse or physical abuse or other um, similar kinds of loss and trauma, the enemy somehow can get a hold in there. I can't explain it, but I do know it's true. And so there's like a door opens and, you know, we tend to agree with the lie 
Basically, if you can affect your belief system, you can affect the way you live your life. So after the abuse and the traumatic events I experienced as a child, I believed some lies like, I'm not worth much, the sum total of life is loss, people can't be trusted, I'm not safe. And if you can imagine what a life might look like that's based on those lies. After a suicide attempt in my 20s, I started in counseling and on medication, and those were great. Those were those kept me alive, I believe. And then even when I finally made my way back to church and I was faithfully seeking the Lord, I started in a 12-step for, you know, kind of codependence. I learned how to look for red flags, you know, live one day at a time, learned how to let go and to trust Jesus. Even after all of that amazing and beautiful work, which was part of my journey, I was still bound. And my life was still characterized by just kind of making the same mistakes over and over again. And it wasn't until those lies were replaced with truth was I truly free. And it's it's mind-blowing. Scripture says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And these things are absolutely true. For me, at the hands of these ministers, the Holy Spirit spoke truths. We invited him to tell me the truths that he would like to give me. And it was just an outpouring of truths. Um, you know, you're a precious child of God. I'm a precious child of God, perfectly and wonderfully made. God wants me to be happy and full of the love of the Father, being fully who he created me to be. I am safe in his arms. Even if it was just me, he still would have sent his son. I choose to surrender my life, my will, and my safety to Christ, knowing he loves and protects me. These beliefs became my new operating system. I wrote them on cards. I put them all over my house. I spoke them into my phone, and I'd go to sleep at night listening and repeating them. And the difference in my life between before and after, it's inconceivable. It only could be described as miraculous. So where there was loss, there's now abundance. Where there was chaos, there's peace, victimization, there's victory. And he restored me to better than I ever was. And I no longer attract that chaos. It's just so not even a part of who I am. And it's because the Lord wanted to give me the truth, but the lies were choke-holding me. And I didn't know it. Melanie, that's so true. When you talk about a new operating system, we uh, have two kids. Edie, she's 11, and Reed is 8. And just helping them understand at a young age those lies that they're already starting to believe and just kind of correcting that. But in the same sense, for us as adults, too, recognizing as I'm telling my daughter something, I'm doing exactly the same thing in my life. I'm listening to those lies. And it's just so helpful, like you said, just recognizing that shift and also being able to impart that truth into our life and know that, you know, Jesus, he wants so much more from us. Yeah. And it really matters. That's the thing, you know, we can go our whole lives and not really try to be conscious about that. Here's a totally small example. You know, had dinner with another couple and this woman was maybe about like eight years older than me. And she said, and as you get older, it becomes harder to stay fit because of whatever happens metabolism wise, hormones. And she said, it's impossible to be fit and lose weight when you're whatever age. And then as I was getting older, like that conversation stuck in my mind and I was just 
like, wait, you know, why is this harder for me to be fit? And then I remember, oh yeah, it's impossible. And I just realized I was believing a lie. And I said, you know what, I'm going to take that captive and I'm going to say, no, that's not true. I can stay fit. Lord, show me and help me to make good decisions and healthy decisions based on, you know, my age. So that's just a small example, but there's millions of them, I think, every day that we could choose to be conscious of and speak against. Yeah. Melanie, you talked about, you know, just trauma and things in your life. When you're like sifting through these lies, how do you get out of that victim mentality? How did you move forward through that? It really wasn't me. This was a ministry I went to called Restoring the Foundations. And I shared with you the, the replacing of the lies, but I only know that it's Jesus. So Revelation 12, 11, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testi- our testimony. The blood of Jesus was poured out in a supernatural realm over me. And I had been uh, abducted as a child and taken into a car and overcome. And that was one of the serious events that stuck with me. I wasn't in a family where it was safe to talk about really anything. There was no room for that. There was so much brokenness and alcohol and drugs that were being used that there wasn't a health to bring it. So it wasn't something that I ever talked about. Plus, you know, in my little eight-year-old mind, it was, he was going to kill me is what he said, you know. So I can't answer that except to say there are places like Restoring the Foundations, people that you can trust. There are people who love God and love people and you can be safe and the Lord will lead you. We're all on a journey. And so it was at the hands of these ministers that that one specific event I told you about was completely washed off of me by the blood of Jesus. I can't explain it. It was in a supernatural realm. They just asked me to invite Jesus into the car where I'd been taken. And I was like, well, okay. And they said, now describe what's happening. So I'm speaking out to them and I'm saying the blood of Jesus just poured off me and just removed everything off of me and like instant forgiveness and the blood of Jesus did it. And I guess what I would say actually, press in and don't give up until you get that freedom. Because even though I was earnestly seeking the Lord for so many years, I kept hearing like in songs and in scripture and messages, this freedom and I didn't have it. So I did, I just kept fighting for that. And I was like, I want that freedom until I finally spoke up and I said to a pastor and God must have ordained it, you know, and said, Hey, I want to get free. I love the Lord. My life is dedicated to the Lord, but I'm still not free. And this ministry helped the Lord get hold and, and heal me. Thank you so much for sharing that because that is a tender, special place and just hard spot in your life. So thank you for showing that through God, there is restoration in that, that he brings that healing. Have you seen consistent breakthroughs in your life? Because Jesus is just kind of like, look at, I'm not done yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'll tell you two significant things. First of all, when I came home from this miracle, I would look in the mirror and I didn't even recognize myself. People didn't recognize me. My Lyme disease specialist in the city at Columbia Presbyterian, and she was like, what happened? <laughs> I was like, yes, let me tell you. In every way, relationally, physically, you know, obviously spiritually, he restored me. And the breakthrough there is that I just began living free and I no longer attracted broken men, you know, because I perpetuated that abusive kinds of situations and got myself into harmful situations all the time because I thought I was worthless. That made sense to me. That was my belief system. So breakthrough in, in every possible area. And then the other thing I'll mention to you, which I think is huge, after years on staff at church uh, as a worship leader, I had started in a spiritual care class to be able to walk beside 
alongside others who've been through similar stuff that I've been through. And I was responsible for a team as a worship leader. I was responsible for growing a team and I led a small group. And so the Lord showed me that I was still operating in this kind of recovery mindset. In other words, I needed to have these healthy boundaries. I was looking for red flags with people. And the Lord said to me, no, you're entirely new. I'm your keeper. You have nothing to fear. When I heard that word, I just stopped doing all of those kinds of 12-step things that were super helpful for me when I was still broken. And the Lord said, no. And so I, I got rid of all of those boundaries and I just kind of moved in toward everyone. Like, see, I just had these like Holy Spirit eyes now, like people would come forward after church and they'd start talking to me. And I would be like, okay, Lord, why do you have this person coming forward? You know, and then he would send a word, you know, for me, or they would become part of, you know, my life and we would find out ways to love them. And I also learned that if someone rubs you the wrong way, that's not something to avoid. There's a lesson in the mystery there. There's a growth to happen either on your part or their part or both yours and theirs. There's something happening that has to be healed. My team at church grew from like three dedicated volunteers to more than 30 people coming to the Lord. You know, people who believed but were not living independence of the Lord. And once you do live independence of the Lord, it's not like everything all of a sudden gets better, but everything that does happen, everything gets better. <laughs> it's like everything doesn't get better, but everything gets better because you constantly have this amazing friend who's your creator, who is all powerful with you, every decision and every step and everything that you're doing. And he's got a plan and purpose for all of us. So gosh, living separate from that is such a huge loss for life. Melanie, you're a singer and a songwriter. So what does that look like from not knowing Jesus as your savior to now like being completely transformed? What does that look like for, for music for you? I love that question. <laughs> when I used to play out, you know, before I was singing for the Lord, at the end of the night, I was more sad than when I started playing my songs. And others who listened were so sad. You know, like they connected with my voice. The Lord gave me this voice and it kind of like pierces through and it gets people's attention. But I was getting their attention and I was bringing them really down as a lot of music does. And now since my healing, I've been first immediately, the Lord sent me a lot of songs. And then after a few years, I, I've been seeking out, trying to write what I call my testimony song. And as I've been doing that, many, songs have been coming, you know, just more and more songs about, you know, um, my testimony um, have been coming out. So, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a distinction of like before and after because you're you're just seeing your world and your point of view as God would view it. I noticed some of your songs are about the Psalms. Like, do you use the Psalms as reference or is that something that's just been really impactful to you? How do you go about writing those? Yeah, the recent songs are all part of one project I call Psalm Songs, and they came out of the pandemic. And initially when the pandemic hit, I was still on staff and I was going live like every day and just leading, you know, leading worship. And then there was a point in that time where I felt like the Lord was calling me out and not to something just out of my present church. And so I was part of an organization. Chrissy Nordoff has a, a writing worship group community, and I started just, you know, kind of getting involved in what they were doing. And Chrissy has this sweet, I'm not going to be able to summarize it, but basically,
basically it's just sing the psalms out loud. And so I started that practice and just every day singing the psalms to just various melodies and stuff. And after a while, you know, I heard the Lord say, I want you to bring those out. These are just a special project of psalms and uh, they'll all be released in November. Some, like four of them are already out and then the full project will come out in early November. I love them more than really anything I've done because they're scripture. Some of us once wandered in the desert Dwelling with no direction Some of us sat alone in the darkness Casting shadows of the dead He humbled us through our circumstances as we stumbled there alone But we were not alone Praise the name of the Lord our God He is lovely, He is kind Praise the beautiful tone to your voice. I, I thought it was just mesmerizing to listen. And then I think how you couple your singing with your testimony as well is beautiful. So was that something that was easy for you to, you know, go out and like, let me sing and also share my story? Or is that come naturally? Or has that come through a process? After my healing, it was, for me, it was just right in the flow. It was the absolute next step. I started a, a, a ministry called Mercy Shore, um, and we would go out and sing songs the Lord would send us. I had a writing partner, and he would create instrumentals, and at night, the Lord would just send me the lyrics. It was beautiful. 
beautiful. And I wasn't, you know, about commercializing these songs in any way. They were just words from the Lord. And we went out and I would sing the songs and then I would pepper the testimony in between the songs. But after a while, a couple of years, I heard the Lord saying, you know, I want you to pepper the songs within the testimony, make the testimony the main thing. So a couple things have happened since then. I've been trying to prepare my message. And in fact, this week in Nashville, I just recorded my testimony for the first time. So I can kind of get that out in a broader way. I I just want people to understand in a very real and practical way that the God we read about in the Old Testament, the God who was who he was to the ancient people, is still that same God to us today. He is still working miracles today. And I, I want people to know this, even though they may not be able to comprehend it, just to seek him. I can't say what's gonna happen. I believe people are being set free every day, but I'm just saying press in. So then the other thing that happened aside from learning how to go out and share my testimony and speak publicly, you know, public speaking, was I wanted to write my testimony song and give it great honor. So whereas these songs that I said that would just come in the night were just kind of unedited and um, they're they're out there. You can hear them from Under Mercy Shore and they're beautiful. I love them. Um, but this testimony song, I wanted it to be crafted so well. I wanted it to reach unbelievers even. I wanted it to be of a quality that would reach people who don't necessarily believe. I had kind of a beginnings of some songs and then I sought out to partner with an excellent songwriter and producer here in Nashville, Michael Farron. And I brought what I had, what little I had. And then the Lord just multiplied that greatly. And we worked together on first three songs and then another three, which those new three haven't even been released yet. So I have to I have to raise, you know, raise some funds to get those songs and I'm I'm probably writing several songs a month now and it costs quite a bit to get these, you know, songs produced well. I don't want to serve them in a poor way. I'd rather not put them out if I can't put them out in a way that I know is super relevant. It has the sounds that people like, something that will really catch someone's eye, not turn them off. That takes working with experts at production and expert musicians and luckily they're all here in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a couple to, to pick from down there. Well, that's great that God has brought different people into your life that you found to help you get that truth of what people need, you know, in this world. If you are not a Christ follower, I cannot imagine walking through life without that kind of hope. And so he's the only one that saves. He's the only one that can save us, not in not just when we pass but in this life he can save you can have a beautiful and abundant life even if you've never had one so far and no matter how old you are he can restore the years the locusts have eaten and he does i'm living proof of that well melanie if people want to connect with you how can they do that i guess the best way would be to sign up on melaniewaldman.com if they join the mailing list i'll be sending out you know i send out updates but i'm on all the social media and wherever you stream music you know follow me on on that account and uh, I'd love to keep you updated and I'd love to if what I've said resonates with you and you want to bring more of this out then um, you can also partner with me on Patreon and what I'm doing there is I have a goal of getting 150 people at a minimum of $10 a month if I have 150 people on Patreon I've committed to releasing one song a month you know just telling the story of, of what God's done and and what he's doing in hopefully a beautiful way. 
All of the ways to connect with Melanie will be available in the show notes. Melanie, thank you so much for your willingness, your honesty, and just willing to be vulnerable to say that, you know, God provides breakthrough in our lives. Your life is a testimony of that. So thank you so much for sharing your parable. We appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you, Danielle. And thanks for doing this. I'm really excited to hear. And I'm, I just love the idea of what you put forth. And thanks for listening to your husband and doing it. Melanie's parable story helps us to be reminded of who they are and that God is still at work in your life. I encourage you to take a moment to check out Melanie's music. Worship is so powerful. So just the time to rest in the words and truth of Jesus is is amazing. So I encourage you to check her stuff out. If you want to dig a little deeper, we give you just a couple reflection questions every week. Sometimes we are so busy that it's just kind of crazy and we don't take the moment to just sit down and think about what we've just listened to. So the first question for you this week is, what has the word breakthrough meant for you in your life? And number two, what would it look like to update your operating system? I loved what Melanie shared about her operating system and that she needed to update. She needed to restart and kind of reprogram what was those lies and the things that were the truths in her life. So what is it that you need to update about your operating system? If you like the show today, I would greatly appreciate it if you shared this with a friend. That's what Melanie talked about, where we have this idea of community that we are sharing through our vulnerableness and we can ask the questions, ask the hard things and connect with one another. Plus, you can also subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And also we are over on YouTube as well. Melanie has a new song launching this Friday, November 5th. Visit her at MelanieWaldman.com. You can check her out on Patreon, Spotify, Apple. All the ways to connect with her are in the show notes at DanielleZapchank.com. I'd love to connect with you more, you can find me hanging out on Instagram or Facebook at Danielle Zapchank. That is Z-A-P-C-H-E-N-K. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me and Melanie today. I pray that you're able to see the breakthrough that God has and will continue to do in your parable story. We'll see y'all next week on the Parable Podcast.